You want it to have Georgia take you seriously. You want it to be on the big national stage. You were. You got all of that stuff. And this happened. Uh, Georgia was a 52-17 to victor over Ole Miss. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. Um, Jackson Dart, we'll see what's going on with him. And we'll explain why 10-2 and is still on the table, and we cannot let this Georgia loss beat Ole Miss going forward. We can't. I, I, I refuse to be upset to the point about this to where it affects Louisiana, Monroe, and Mississippi State. Ole Miss has a shot at 10 wins and an access bowl, and I'm not going to throw this away over a loss, no matter what it looked like, no matter how it happened, to a loss against the top team in the program and top team in the country. Anyway, this is the Lockdown Ole Miss post, postcast, and let's go. You are locked on Ole Miss, your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Um, like I said, Georgia, 52 to 17 victor. The the main problem, I would not have a problem with that score at all. Okay. I would not have a problem with that score at all if it wasn't for what happened to Jackson Dart. That has me concerned because of the way this staff deals with injuries. We'll get into the chat and hopefully somebody hears about it when they listen to the postgame show and things like that. That one has me concerned. Him going back to the back. Now, Dart on the sidelines at the end of the game with his pads on still, I feel a little bit better. But I think that was the closest to a disaster in this game. Now, remember, I I think I tried to do a decent job of preparing everybody during the week of what this could look like. I, I talked about ways that Ole Miss could win this game and what it would mean for Ole Miss if they won this game. And now – when you saw how up they were and how it looked, if Ole Miss would have played with that team and won that game, everybody can see why the nation would talk about Ole Miss consistently moving forward. But that's a game that Ole Miss's defense was completely outmatched. And I see people on the timeline uh, in Twitter, and it's like, I'm not upset about this game, and I'm not going to be upset about this game. I said this was a free shot Wednesday. And me saying it was on free shot on Wednesday and me being upset on Saturday would be difficult, okay? So I'm not necessarily upset. But one thing I am concerned about a little bit, and there's not really any other teams in college football, maybe in the bowl game that Ole Miss is going to run into, that can do to Ole Miss offensively what Georgia did to Ole Miss offensively. And let me let me bring this up real quick. We'll 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 share the screen real quick and see what's going on. All right. We have a situation. I hope everybody can read that. Jackson Dart was 10 to 17, 112 yards and six 6.6 yards per completion interception. A probably 90% or 90 yards of that 112 was on Ole Miss's early first quarter touchdown drives. After that, Ole Miss in the second and third quarter had the same problem they've had in most games this season. We talked about this season, how Ole Miss needed to put together a full game. They did not do that. 
whenever you don't put a full game against this team, this is what happens. So in that case, that was a mistake. Like I said, I'm not going to hold it too much against them because I do not want Georgia to beat Ole Miss twice with ULM and Mississippi State coming up. Quinshawn Jenkins, 22 carries, 75 yards, and two touchdowns. That is about what you expect from like this. Quinshawn did what he was supposed to do. Caden Priestcorn, Dayton Wade. Dayton Wade had potentially the catch of the year, and we've said that three times this year, but he has potentially had the catch of the year as well. Hudson Wolf had a catch in this game as well. Spencer Sanders was 4 7, 61 yards. And if for some reason he has to go into ULM, Spencer Sanders can beat ULM and Mississippi State if need be. Now, this is the problem. Whenever you play against teams that you're outmatched by, and offensively, Georgia outmatched the Ole Miss defense. There was tackling issues. There was penalty issues. Carson Bett did, did not get touched to the point where he was talking about after the game how he didn't get touched. We did not affect Carson Beck at all. They were running down the field before contact in a way that no other team had done to Ole Miss football this year. Ole Miss was outmatched Georgia's offense versus Ole Miss's defense. There was nothing you could do. There was no way that Pete Golding can scheme it up. That's the reason I said on Twitter that Pete Golding just needs to blitz because if you're going to get explosive plays, that's better than the alternative. That's better than what was going on. But you had Carson Beck with 306 yards. Kendall Milton had nine carries for 127 yards and two touchdowns. That's 14.1. Dewan Edwards, 59 yards, two touchdowns. Like I said, it was outmatched. I'm not going to be mad about all this. Lad McConkey, 81 yards. And by the way, Brock Bowers is an alien. He is absolutely an alien to be that quick. This was the earliest that people thought he might come back. And he not only came back, he probably came to came back in a position that he's probably going to be full strength against the Tennessee Volunteers. That is the best team in the country, okay? Period. I, I don't, I don't want to hear anybody talk about that. If you want to look at the Ole Miss defense here, John Anthony had an interception. He also led the team in tackles. John Saunders was second on the team in tackles. That tells you how bad our front seven got whipped tonight. And like I said, they were outmatched. I'm not going to be mad about what was going on. Everybody is mad about what they saw. The defense did not play well. They did not tackle well. They they reached, they grabbed, they did whatever they could, but Georgia simply was better. Now, if you look at the defensive linemen that are being recruited, the Cam Beavers, the Camarian Franklin, those guys, that is to address this problem. This is the worst defense that Pete Golding is going to have, period. It is, it's not particularly close. So understand what is coming for Ole Miss football defensively because this defense has good enough to win games against the lower to middle tier of the 10th conference, which is something they weren't able to do before, okay? So we're going to be fine. Ole Miss is in position to win 10 games this year. They have ULM. They have um, – they have ULM and um, Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl. And I'm going to change the channel here just um, because I completely forgot about the Mississippi State game, if it was still on, and get an idea of what they're doing as well. But, yeah, Mississippi State is getting beat 51-10 to 10 by Texas A&M right now. Ole Miss is going to be fine against Louisiana Monroe and Mississippi State. 
The only games they've lost is the teams that they were FBI underdogs against both of them. The FBI had Ole Miss going 10-2 and this year. And it looks like Ole Miss is going to go 10-2. and But Texas A&M is just completely dog-walking Mississippi State right now. Good grief. That is nuts. But let me go to the team stats real quick just to make sure that um, nothing's weird. Ole Miss had 18 first downs. Their third down efficiency against Georgia's defense was not bad. Ole Miss had 352. Georgia's defense is really good. And I tried to explain. Ole Miss ran for 179 yards against Georgia's defense. And and they had the ball for 29 minutes. They did a lot of stuff that you would expect and you would want to see Ole Miss to do. There was a lot of things that Ole Miss did that they needed to do in this game. And I think that's important to remember as well. Um, but we'll see what's up. It's, it's We're going to go into the chat a little bit right now and talk to, talk to you guys because I know you're upset. I get that. And I do understand that whenever I said people that are upset about tonight are virtue signaling because I did say that. Um, I understand that you're going to be upset because everybody wants to win every game. I am talking about being upset to the point that affects your opinion against Louisiana Monroe and Mississippi State in a 10-2 and season. Losing at Alabama and at Georgia, there's worse situations to be in. All right, so let's get up to the top of the chat and see what is up at the moment. Oh, let's see. Luke Shaw, the catch of Dayton Wave was the most profound thing for either team in that game. That, that catch by Dayton Wade is is just every every year. I mean, it seems like he does something every game that is pretty fantastic. Um, lane train all the way. That is not true. Um, the over under on win total was seven and a half games, and Ole Miss is going to win ten this year with only losses at Tuscaloosa and Georgia. That is is just not the case. Um, no creative on offense. Hot Georgia did a lot of that with their Anaconda defense. That's just what it was. Georgia, Georgia's the best team in the country. You saw what it looked like. You saw what games looked like in the early part of the season against normal SEC teams. And this one, you saw what Georgia looked like when they're up for you. By the way, Marcel Reed is playing for Texas A&M right now. Um, you saw what it looks like when Georgia is actually up for you. I've always joked about this season. The biggest status symbol that Ole Miss has right now is, or anybody has, is everybody that is good enough for Georgia to respect you enough to not just be bored during your game and just to blow you out. I genuinely think that they'll probably play a relatively close game, but I think they're going to dog walk Alabama. I think that they might win that game by three touchdowns. Carson Beck, I, that's an NFL quarterback, period. It's amazing. They got Kendall Milton back, completely different animal. Lad McConkey healthy finally. Brock Bowers is coming back at the right time. Th this Georgia offensive team, and I talked about during the videos this week that this is actually a Georgia offensive team that Georgia has. The defense is still really freaking good. This is kind of an offensive team. And I think everybody saw that 
tonight. Um, indeed. But Georgia was, as Ron Hurley says, Georgia was legit. Yeah, this this was the best team in college football. I don't want to hear about Ohio State. I don't want to hear about Michigan. I don't want to hear about Florida State. I'll, this Georgia team is the number one team in football, and they should be number one. Doug Miller says, sick of getting the crap beat out of us in big games. It's always one unit, either their offense or defense. We never win the big one. That, that's not true. 2014, we won the big one. 2015, we won the big one. We we have to keep knocking on the door in these big games. We have to keep getting in these big games. That's the first step. The more it happens, eventually Ole Miss is going to win this game. Just wasn't tonight. Just wasn't against this Georgia team. So understand that Ole Miss has 10 on two on the table and going to an access bowl for four times in 10 years. None of that has changed. None of that has changed. So just understand that this loss, literally, whenever I said it was a free shot, it was a free shot. And other than Jackson Dark getting knocked out of the game, and we're still waiting to see, and maybe somebody knows something in the chat um, a little bit later on. Other than that, I'm not going to hold anything against this team. They were outmatched, big front. Oh, and, and, and after the second quarter, Ole Miss had three backups on the offensive line. They were playing offensive line. This, whenever the project, production stopped is when Ole Miss was put, playing nothing but backup. They were able to withstand the loss of Micah Pettis. And the first couple of drives, they, they were fine. They were running the ball at will. But when they lost Jaden Williams, um, when they had to move Caleb Warren away from center, they had bad snaps against the game because – all of a sudden, Georgia has defensive lines that's concerning that center. So he was freaking out. So it's, it's going to be okay. Let's see. I get that Georgia is good, but that was not competitive. Competitive is absolutely embarrassing, period. That's fine, Mark, if you want to say that. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like I said, 10 and 2 is on the table and a cotton ball is on the table. Do you would you rather be embarrassed by a loss at the best team in the country? Or would you rather go to the cotton bowl or the fiesta bowl or something like that? Or would you rather it affect you to the point that you drop a game against Mississippi State, ended up in the Duke's Mayo Bowl? Is that what you want? Because that's what's kind of on the table. People talk about homers all the time that I, I'm a homer. I like to think that I'm pretty realistic about what's going on. I quoted Miracle during this week, multiple times. Um, I talked about how this game could be an avalanche. There's a lot of stuff. And I talked about how Carson Beck needed to be affected and the offensive line that Ole Miss was going to face is the best offensive line they're going to face. I think I was pretty realistic about it. Maybe people weren't hearing me. But that Georgia team's the best team in the country. Jason Simmons from Dead Sox. Yeah, Georgia team is strong. They're going to win it all. Yeah, not, not unless they um, mess it up. WTF was that. Our play calling was whack. In the second and third quarter, we were not good. Just like against A&M, just like against LSU, our first quarter script is really good, like elite good, like top of college football good. Our general, general play calling, once we're starting to get into the scheme of things, not good. Look at – go back – well, I don't know if anybody wants to go back and watch this game, but go back and watch the first quarter and then watch the second quarter and look how the offenses look differently. 
I did notice that. I expected to lose, but not like this. Golding was out schemed by old by Bobo. That was not just not talent. That is true. There's a problem that um Pete Golding has with his defense. I do not want to bring it up on open air just because other people will um exploit that as well. But um, yes, there is a schematic part of Pete Golding's defense that they kind of need to get um figured out because their teams the last couple of weeks they figured out how to outnumber Ole Miss and outflank them in the run game and stay on schedule. And that's completely schematic. It's a numbers game where you're running like four against three. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Um, John Campbell, only two losses against arguably, arguably the best two teams in the nation. Georgia played at another level today. Yeah. Listen, I'm, I get that Ole Miss fans are dejected, okay? And they're upset right now. But did Ole Miss fans want Georgia to come in and sleepwalk like they did against Auburn? Because that would be a bad sign that Georgia saw us on film as not a threat. Against Georgia and against Mizzou and against those teams, Georgia just had to turn it on in the second half, and they could do that because of their talent. We all saw that. They came out ready to go against us. This is a team that hasn't lost a night home game since 2009, hasn't lost a game at home since 2019, and has won like 42 out of the last 43 games, or 43 out of the last 44 now. This is an elite ball team, and this is one that you just throw in the trash. And you get ready because they're coming to Oxford next year. They're coming to Oxford next year, and we're going to be a little bit incrementally better than we are right now defensively. And hopefully Jackson Dart is back and he's okay and all of that's good to go. But if we can do that, it's good. That was as bad as TC as, as Georgia. We're a TCU-level team. Um, they played for a national championship line train. And A, that wasn't as bad as TCU in Georgia because that was played on Georgia's home field. It's not. Don't be hyperbolic. Spencer Sanders is such a good backup. We're going to be fine. Yes, Spencer Sanders is good enough to beat Louisiana Monroe and Mississippi State. 10 and 2, no matter what happens um, with Jackson Dart and the injury, um, it, we're going to be okay. If, if he's not, I mean, once we get to the access bowl, it could be a little bit different. I, 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 it's a situation that Ole Miss might end up playing somebody like Michigan or Florida State or Washington or Oregon. That, that, that could be the matchup. And if that happens, you're worrying about schematically stuff and you want Dart on the field, but we'll see. Somebody, Dustin Pounder, says, I heard his collarbone is broken. Cameron, I knew the talent gap was massive, but I didn't think it was that massive. I just hope Dart is okay going forward. Yeah, the talent gap is real. There's three teams in college football that can do to Ole Miss um, what Georgia did tonight. And Ole Miss played two of them, to be honest. The other one is um, 
Ohio State, and maybe Michigan. I don't know if Michigan can do it, but I, I was not overly impressed by their them defensively. It was more of Penn State's offense that I was upset with. At least we still got the Dayton Wade clutch catch. Yes, exactly. I get so frustrated when supposed Ole Miss fans start dogging our coaches when we face true and five, four and five star players. We were outclassed. We were not out efforted. It it was one of those situations. That that is what it looks like when four and five star players are up for you and they care about it. I understand that people wanted it to go out and look like they did against Auburn and things like that when they just weren't up there. They weren't in that area. But we wanted to see where we Georgia Bulldogs when they're at their best because that tells us what it's going to take and what it needs to look like to get there. Because don't we all want to get there? By the way, that's the same reason they did that TCU in the national championship game. Because there's legitimately three or four programs in the country that can just line up and play football at that level. Everybody else needs help. Everybody else needs help. And you can try and, and, and things can happen, but if it goes well and Georgia is up for you and those four and five star players play like four and five star players, there's not a lot you can do. Because Georgia's offensive line, I told everybody during the week that they could just lean on Ole Miss. And they did. And now you've got a healthy Kendall Milton who's just come back and gotten healthy. Now you've got a healthy Brock Bowers, who, which, by the way, like I said, he's an alien. You've got a healthy Lad McConkey, although he um, went to the tent during the game. And they are actually getting more healthy as the season goes on because they're that much better than everybody. Nuts. Bobo's offense is next level. It helps that Carson Beck is really good at football. And what happens is their offensive line is so good, right? So you've got their front five on the offensive line. And if you want to play bend but don't break, they're going to hit you with deep crosses. And their quarterback has such a good arm that they can hit them. So the safeties are being trained to be deeper than the deepest. And then in between the linebackers and the safeties, you're hit by crossers. Carson Beck has the ability to drag, drag it in there. The linebackers have to go cover that. So you can't do the blitz game to where you're going in there because it's just going to open you up to pop passes and things like that. You saw the one time they tried a double-A gap blitz against that team. Carson Beck immediately diagnosed it, threw a flare pass out to the side, and he gained eight yards. It's a weird situation right now with George. Georgia's offense is really, really good. We can win out with Sanders. Yes, absolutely. We can win out with Sanders. Dark. Honestly, we could win out with Walker Howard. Mississippi State just got beat 51 to 10 to Texas A&M, the team that Ole Miss just beat last weekend. Texas A&M beat them 51 to 10. No, you were on the Kool-Aid hard. That's not true, boo-boo-boo-da-foo. I am on the Kool-Aid always. I am a homer. Read the name of the podcast. When you come here and listen to this, you know what you're getting. But I did tell you, if you listen to the shows, I did tell you how it could go wrong. I did tell you that. And I talked about the avalanche. And I had Georgia people on the show. 
And I said that there's a chance Ole Miss could win that game. Ole Miss can win this game. But I said there's a difference between can, should, and will. And what you saw was an Ole Miss team that did not play their best and a Georgia team that avalanched them, period. I can't believe how little pressure we created. Yeah, it is one of those things that if you blitz Carson Beck, he will eat you alive. If you don't blitz Carson Beck, he will eat you alive. Carson Beck might win the Either him or Jaden Daniels is likely going to win the Heisman. I was more impressed seeing Carson Beck play quarterback than at any other time other than Jaden Daniels this season. I've seen other players in the country. Carson Beck was really, really good. Willis says, we performed about as badly as we possibly could tonight. Well, no, that's not true, but pretty close. In the first quarter, they actually played pretty well. The defense just kind of was overmatched. But offensively, they played pretty well. I mean, it 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 could have gotten sideways. Goldstadt Anonymous said, good learning experience. That's what caliber we have to be in position to do well against in the playoffs. If and them should have driven home that point, death is a massive advantage. Yes, that's the reason you wanted that Georgia team to be as completely up as possible. The odds of you winning this game was very slim. That's the reason it was a 10.5-point underdog situation. But if you could see exactly what that was and lay eyes on it and see what you need to do and how it looks, you'll be in pretty good position. It wasn't competitive. Um, It was for about a quarter. It was not competitive after that. Oh, let's see. We can definitely win out with Sanders. I agree with that. We're going to see why Dart was never better than Lane Train. I, you're, I, I don't understand what you're saying, buddy. It wasn't comparative. It was embarrassed. Uh, okay, Mark. Mark Walsh said that. Okay, it was embarrassing. I get the point that Ole Miss lost the game. That was embarrassing. How was that embarrassing? You lost to the number one program in college football. How was that embarrassing? I understand there was 52 to 17. I understand the defense played like absolute garbage. I get that. I get that um, after the offensive line went down and you had backups on there, Ole Miss could not run the football and they could not protect the quarterback. I get that too. How does losing that game embarrass you? It doesn't. Is the, that's the correct answer. Our line is outmatched. That's usually the case. Georgia's pretty good about that. Defense was helpless as all. Yes, the defense was terrible, according to Luke Shaw. Yeah, wasn't great. No good. Boo-boo who says Dart was not great. He was not great. But Georgia makes quarterbacks look not great. That's what they do. The biggest problem that I had that Dart did was he injured himself when the game was out of hand. He was trying to make a play and trying too hard, and he got himself hurt um, in a game that was kind of over. I talked about this, the stretch between A&M and Georgia being a legacy game for him. It's not a case. It was not a case. Dart threw for 117 yards. 
and the interception that was not great. You know, I mean, it was it was not great. Now I would not say Spencer Sanders is better because that Dayton Wade catch was the best catch this year in football period. Um, Mizzou has the same talent gap as us that came down to coaching. No, that's not what happened, James. Georgia was and playing with their food. And in the second half, whenever they decided they had to play, they played. They were not up for Mizzou. They were not up for Auburn. They were bored and playing with their food all year. The biggest status symbol in college football this season is being good enough for Georgia to care about you and blow you out. They were up for Florida. They were up for Kentucky. And they were up for us. And they were way up for us. They were sky high for Ole Miss. That was a top 10 game, and Ole Miss was not prepared for what was going to happen to them. I don't think any of those players thought that they what was what was going to come. In all of football world this year, there hasn't been a better catch than Dayton Wade made. Yes, absolutely. Goldstat Anonymous says, wasn't an issue with a specific player, didn't have our best O-line, and it showed as the game progressed. The depth of the boys up front for Georgia is what killed us. That's the way Georgia's beats the game. They, they kill you on the lines, like literally kill you on the lines. And they're going to do the same thing when they play Alabama. They're going to do the same thing whenever they need to and want to against Tennessee. And I, I feel sorry for what Georgia Tech and what Georgia is going to do to them. Um, just a terrible game. Got to shake it off and go forward. Yeah, you just can't let it beat you twice. You got to be ready for Louisiana Monroe. Um, it, 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 52 to 17 is never ideal. Um, their O-line didn't give a single TFL or sack, not one. Yeah, and Ole Miss is fifth in the country in sacks, then they're 13th in TFLs. I told you, this was the best offensive line that Ole Miss is going to play against this season. They are really, really good. Willis, with the way we played and then our starting quarterback possibly out for the season, I have a feeling we're going to plummet in the rankings. The rankings aren't really going to matter. You're not going to plummet that far um, because historically that just doesn't happen. Yeah, you might be 12, you might be 13, but you're not going to plummet so far that you're 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 just done for. Um, win your last two games, you're going to move up. They they're playing teams as well. And um, you're you're going to end up fine. Like I said, you're not going to the playoff at this point, so it doesn't matter as long as you're in the top 12 or whatnot. Roy LaBella, disappointed. Hopefully use this loss preparing for next year's meeting in Oxford. Yes, get ready for next year's meeting now. I think, listen, this, this is something that I think is real because Alabama changed what they were over the last couple of years from what they were when Kirby was there, okay? And I think that Lane Kiffin and all of that it just literally forgot what type of football players those teams have. And it just caught Ole Miss off guard. Just caught Ole Miss off guard. It, it happens. Luke Shaw says our O-line did a pretty good job against those front seven, even banged up. Pretty good um, once it once it got to the second quarter, because I I'd be willing to bet that Ole Miss's first quarter number is about a third to a half of their total offense output. 
Um, once that happened and they figured out what was going on with the tackle situation, Jeremy James moved out to right tackle. Um, Victor Kern moved back to left tackle. Michael Pettis was out as well. Um, Caleb Warren had to play guard. That caused the backup center to come in. There were snap issues. Um, that there was a there was a lot of stuff that was problems um, tonight. But at the end of the day, there's there's no team left on Ole Miss's schedule that can do the same thing. Period. That that that's what I want everybody to, to notice. I'm I'm not. There's nobody left on the schedule that can do what Georgia did to Ole Miss. Period. Mississippi State can't. Mississippi State might get beat by Southern Miss. Louisiana Monroe can't. Louisiana Monroe did get beat by Southern Miss. Ole Miss is going to be fine. Ole Miss is going to win 10 games. Ole Miss is going to go to the Cotton Bowl, and Ole Miss is going to play like Texas or somebody like that. It's going to be a fun bowl game, and we're going to have fun with it. Uh, Mark Walsh, is Pete still at the hotel? Maybe his phone phone died and the alarm didn't go off. Yeah, it was a, it was a bad defensive game. It was a bad defensive game. Uh, oh, Ugga Fagga. toddy buddy. You guys are the number one team in the country, by the way. I don't care. People are going to talk about Ohio State. They're going to talk about Michigan. They're going to talk about FSU. You guys are the number one team in the country. How are we able to script the first quarter of each game so well and then just get chess I do not know. Which I did. If I could answer that question, I'd be making a whole lot of money. Um, Because they have a week to come up for 15 to 20 plays and then on the field, trash, yeah. Um, Bowers is an alien. He's an absolute alien. By the way, the TCU game that everybody's comparing this loss to, TCU got beat by 58 points. It was 65 to 7, almost 62 to 17. Okay. It happened. Georgia's crazy good, but we did not play any of our best. That is absolutely correct. Ole Miss in the second and third quarter did not play well at all. And we were Ole Miss needed to put a complete game together to be competitive in this game. They absolutely did not do that. And then Jackson Dart got himself hurt at the end of the game trying to make a play down by 30 points. That one, that one upsets me. That O-line was like those Alabama National Champ O-lines. Yeah, the reason that is Stacey Searles is the um, O-line coach. I think he was the Alabama O-line coach um, during that era. Did we ever really blitz? It always seemed to rush three or four with no extra pressure. The problem is when we did blitz, Georgia really ate us up. It was a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Good, like I said, good team. I honestly, if Georgia does not win the national championship, I will be more surprised than if they do. I mean, I've I've watched a lot of football this season. That was the best team that I've seen. So, let's see. Georgia's front five is so good. Missing line quite a bit on defense. Um, Justin Bryce says, Seabass, Georgia's defense was banged up too. Yeah, they were, but they have 17 four- and five-star players. Next year, next year, by the way, 
Georgia's defense will be filled with rivals 100 players or top 100 level players at every position. That That is what you're dealing with. Top 100 players at all times. Ole Miss last year signed one, maybe two top 100 players. Georgia's whole defense is about to be constructed with. That's what you're dealing with. That That is why this is such a difficult task and why it shouldn't be easy and why people just look at it, hey, this is football, it should be okay. But that's not the case. You're dealing with a real tier system in college football. That's not an excuse. That's a reality. There's four or five teams in college football that have just more talent than everybody else. And then you have that second level. Ole Miss is trying to break into that second level. They're trying to break in from the third level. Ole Miss isn't trying to get to the elite level yet. Ole Miss is trying to get into the elite in, in there with Oregon and those teams to where you can just pop up in the top ten and all of a sudden, okay, that, okay, Ole Miss is there. That's expected. That's what Ole Miss is doing right now. While run the ball in the middle, even the announcers were confused. Um, Ole Miss has to do that because of tempo. And their automatic play is probably designed this week to do that. I agree with that as well. Inside zone all year has been a problem for me. Uh, Jerry and Corkle, you thought you were due? Yeah, I still think we're due. I, I, I think Georgia fans – Fans are, are really touching the fact that they are looking so hard for everybody to disrespect them that simply thinking that you can win the game is disrespectful in their mind. And that doesn't make any sense. You're the best team in the country. You've won 27 straight games, 43 out of 44. Yes, hasn't won a game like this in 10 years. Yes, Ole Miss is due. The O kept um, Rebs O. Their O kept Rebs O on the field. I don't understand what you said there. Mark Walsh, I love you, Steve. Appreciate it, Mark. I try to keep it as real as possible. I am a homer. This is the locked on Ole Miss postcast. I get that, but I do try to keep it real. And if there's a problem, like, I mean, you, you got to take clues with what I'm doing. I quote it miracle multiple times during the week. I mentioned that one of the keys to Ole Miss, the reasons Ole Miss was going to win was that they were due. It was really hard to look on film to come up with stuff. It was like Ole Miss is going to be better than this unit, but I still had to come up with that video because I'm always going to come up with that video. Everything is going to be that video. I'm going to make one next year when Ole Miss plays Georgia. So. Don't want to win every game, want to be competitive. This wasn't a talent gap. This was a scheme. Bobo and Golden. It, James, it was a football game. At the end of the day, Ole Miss is about to win 10 games for the second time in a regular season in their history. It was a football game. Throw it away. It happens. James agreed. Yeah, you had no shot. This guy saying you could, could is just for clicks. The, you want to know how I know you didn't watch the video of JC23? And by, by the way, you're an Auburn fan. And congratulations on beating Arkansas today. 
And congratulations on losing to Ole Miss and not getting a chance to redeem yourself for two years because you tried to win that game and you had no shot. David Gibson, we need more talent if we're going to improve. Absolutely. That's the reason we're recruiting that way. Um, that's the reason this de defensive line group is getting recruited. Camarion Franklin, Cam Beavers, um, those guys, that's why they're getting recruited. Mark Walsh says Georgia didn't do that last weekend against Missouri. Yes, because Georgia wasn't up for Missouri. They just turned it on in the second half. You can't do transitive property on a team. Georgia's been bored 90% of this season. You can't do transitive property. Again, they don't have the personnel to match up. Their O-line allowed the quarterback to pick apart the zone defense. We don't have the guys to play man-to-man. -man. Like I said multiple times this week on my show, the key was to affect Carson Beck and get him off his spot. Ole Miss didn't touch him. The only time Carson Beck got dirty and hit the ground at all, even, even getting a hit throwing a pass, okay, but the only time he got hit was when he slid giving up. Robert Rim, Pensacola Realty, our front seven looked like ants compared to their own line. Yes, I agree when Pete gets his players, that should change. Yeah, this just kind of lets you know where Ole Miss stands. I'm telling you, it's a positive that Georgia thought you were good enough to be up for you. Look at TCU in the national championship game. When Georgia is up, there's not a lot you can do. Now, Alabama's got 78 four- and five-star players. They might be able to do a little bit better, but I still think they lose by three touchdowns. Now, I do think Jalen Milrow running the ball could be interesting, but we'll see exactly how that goes. Cameron Hall says, Georgia played us angry. Yes, they played us completely up for the game. And as an Ole Miss fan that has been a fan for as long as I have, I think it's important to realize that the best team in college football that normally would have been that sweet game that Georgia played against Auburn, that was been reserved for Ole Miss, was completely up for the game. They were ready to go. They saw the number nine by Ole Miss's name. They saw the number two by theirs. Primetime on ESPN, game day. It was a big game for them. And Ole Miss didn't win it. But at the end of the day, so what? Go back to a game like that and do better next time. The first step is to get in these games regularly, period. And then you can worry about winning them because you have to figure out how to win them. Oh, Ole Miss absolutely is going to make a New Year's Six ball. Absolutely. It's not even going to be close. Ole Miss is the third team in the SEC, period. We might be ten, a fraudulent 10 and 2. Come on, buddy. You're better than this. Better than this, man. Also, remember, nobody picked us to win more than seven games this year. So disappointing loss, but we should feel good. And they looked like the Monstars from Space Man. Robert Wilson put Spiller Realtor on that one. Yeah, I like that. They, they looked like the Monstars. They were up. They were really up. Georgia Russ Bowers to play us. 
We should have went to Georgia. Um, we should have went to Georgia, Alabama, and took – oh, no. Don't agree with that, Cameron. LSU was a huge win, definitely a big one. I think LSU won tonight as well. Um, let me look real quick. Let's see what we're at the moment. We'll quad box it a little bit. But, yeah, it's a situation. What 10 and 2 team has better wins than LSU and Tulane, especially with losses to top 10 teams, which I'm telling you, as well as Alabama's play, and that's going to be a top five um, win before long, honestly. Cash the real say, I'm tired of being a tier two SEC team. Well, um, that's kind of tough because Ole Miss was a tier three and a tier four SEC team out before this. Ole Miss has won their way up to tier two. We're the third best team in the Southeastern Conference. Holly Rose said, Holly Brown, Robert Wilson said, um, yeah, that's interesting. I heard from Ole Miss Inc. that is reported that Doc's collarbone was broken. I've, I've heard that too. It's not necessarily reported. All you was talking about beating Georgia was a joke. This is okay, but Georgia not going to. Ole Miss can beat Georgia. I never said Ole Miss was going to beat Georgia, other than the prediction with me being a complete homer. It was not a complete joke. Anyway, good grief, man. Good luck. I believe we still have a good team. We need to cut cut um, our losses and get ready for the next game. Yeah. Beat you, Louisiana Monroe and Mississippi State, and you're completely good to go. And you're sitting in at Dallas or Atlanta. Even if something gets weird, you're sitting in the Citrus Bowl, which that would be awesome for me because the Under Armour All-American game is like right there at the time too. So that is cool. That at least we aren't a Tier 3 SEC team anymore. We're not. We're clearly the, the third best team in the um, Southeastern Conference right now. It's like us in Mizzou. And then you have Tennessee and LSU. I mean, that that is the hierarchy in the SEC. There's no way to get around that at the moment. Chuck Wicker says, who knew four- and five-star players played like four- and five-star players? Like I said all week, if four- and five-star players from Georgia play like four- and five-star players, there's not a lot that Ole Miss can do. Bobby Roberts says dart ain't it. The the dart the people it, it's darts becoming the Tua of the Ole Miss fan base. It's ridiculous. Luke Shaw dropping one to state will be disgusting. I I just don't see it, man. They gave up one points to that Texas A and M team and scored ten. David Gibson, we still have more wins in the last four years than any SEC team other than LSU and Georgia. Or Alabama and Georgia. It's Alabama and Georgia because um, LSU did that. Um, no defense. Defense was completely outmatched. We need a talent infusion on defense to handle teams like Alabama and Georgia against Auburn, against Arkansas, against LSU. Well, not necessarily LSU. 
not even against Texas A&M, but against Mississippi State, against Arkansas and teams like that, we have the talent to do it. We do not have the talent for the top-tier SEC offenses, period. I mean, there's there's no sense saying that we do. We have proof that we don't at this point. So, Dart is most likely out. That Spencer Sanders signing doesn't sound bad, bad anymore, huh? It doesn't. Sanders should be able to beat Louisiana Monroe and Mississippi State. If all the linemen were healthy, it, would have, it wouldn't have made a difference. Yes, it would, just like it did in the first half, Darius. Darius head with that one, or in the first quarter. I'm telling you, you're good, but so are we. We just don't have as much depth. So whenever we lose players, it hurts more than you lose players. That, that, that's the way this works. You have to remember back when Mark Richt was around. Reed looks like he'll be a dude at A&M. Yeah, he's a good little quarterback. His his dad's a nice guy, too, by the way. Uh, fire Charlie Weiss. They run the same seven or six, six or seven plays every game. It's not going to work against these top five teams. Yeah, but it's going to work enough to win 10 games in the year. So, Charlie Weiss is going to be called back. And next year, Ole Miss drops Alabama. They're going to get Georgia, but they'll drop Alabama. And they'll pick up Oklahoma, and that's probably a win-type situation, I think. Oklahoma and Oxford would be interesting. Reed looks like he's holding the ball too long and making risky decisions. He's a freshman. You're talking crazy now. Dark is good. Every quarterback makes mistakes when they're being pressured. Yeah. I'm telling you. It's, it's People that want to do the Tua thing with Dart, I don't, I don't have time for that. Outcoached, Ole Miss still a good team. Go Tigers! Yeah, Georgia was completely up for Ole Miss, and that's what I wanted. I wanted Georgia to be up. I wanted to see exactly where Ole Miss stood, and we know exactly where we have to go. Whenever Ole Miss plays Georgia next year, you know exactly how Georgia is going to attack you. Luke Shaw, Dart's excellent. Yeah, Dart's fine. Dart's Dart's a good quarterback. If he'd have beat Georgia. He would have been well on track to be in the GOAT. We're good. We're not Georgia caliber. If we recruit well and train well this offseason, we'll have a chance to be a contender. We're still probably two or three years away from being a legit contender. I do think next year Ole Miss can compete for a home playoff spot, and that will be the biggest football game in the history of Ole Miss. I do not think Ole Miss is a national championship contender. Next year, Ole Miss is a get-in-the-tournament, get-in-the-12-team contender. Raymond Lopez, we know the standard now. Yeah, you, you have to see it. And whenever you play teams like Georgia and they sleepwalk through you and they play they play like they did in Missouri and they played against like they did against Auburn and teams like that, and people are going to use transit properties on those games, but you have a situation – where you don't know exactly where you need to be. You don't know where you stand. Oh, Dead Soxy has it on there. Make every step count. Join our NIL. Yes, DeadSoxy.com. They'll send you a nice Saturday six-pack. Um, I think there's one more home game as well for against Louisiana Monroe. Um. But the NIL sock subscriptions, they'll be like contributing to almost football as well. 
um, the wheel route destroys our defense. I, what destroys our defense is Ole Miss focusing on three different things at once. There's so many things in this game that Ole Miss had to focus on to take away that opened up other things. Ole Miss wasn't worried about Lab McConkey because they were scared crapless about Brock Bowers and Kendall Milton and those guys on the outside. And then McConkey started making plays and it just turned into you know, it turned into what it was. Daniel Adams, these seasons build something special for the future. Um, Fifty-two four and five stars versus our eighteen four and five stars. Georgia clearly is the number one team in the land. Getting upset and losing team to a three-peat just means the program is heading in the right direction. Yeah, that that team is up for you. They got up for you. That, I'm telling you, that is a step that people need to understand and they need to take seriously. That that team was up for you. Now it doesn't matter that they they beat you down. They were up for you. Ole Miss is going to be back in games like this. This isn't like 2003 where Ole Miss is disappearing a little bit. A post on one of these Ole Miss groups proclaimed to say that they were tired of seeing what was posted because none of the members actually Ole Miss. Please comment on this for a while. Um, Captain T-shirt fans, as they used to be called when Pete Boone was the um, AD, have as much right to say whatever they want to about football and sports teams as everybody else. Just because you went into student loan debt at a university does not give you the loan right to comment about that. And I say that as a person that went to Ole Miss, that worked at Ole Miss, and lettered at Ole Miss. My name's on that campus somewhere. And everybody's opinion, whether they went to Ole Miss or not, is valuable. Ole Miss's fan base is the second smallest in the SEC. You can't gatekeep. You have to give everybody what, let them say that. Whether they want a virtue signal, whether you're mad about it or not, they get to say it. Whether you agree with it or not, they get to say it. Ole Miss still has a shot at a New Year's Six Bowl. They lost the two best teams. Yeah, their New Year's Six Bowl is absolutely on the table. They're going to the Cotton Bowl right now, unless they lose to Mississippi State. I just wanted it to be respectable. I mean, okay. Yeah. Georgia won the game, and they won it convincingly, 52-17. to 17. Um, let's, let's keep it about football as much as we can also, by the way, in the chat, if y'all don't mind. Why? Because they weren't up for you? JC23? Because they were bored playing you? Because they could toy with you? No. Georgia getting up for that game, the most in vogue thing in college football this year is Georgia getting up for you. Ole Miss is about to go 10-2. and two. Ole Miss is about to finish in the top 15 in the country, and they're about to go to a New Year's Six Bowl game. But maybe the Duke's Mayo Bowl is in your future. 
So that's pretty cool. That's that's a big thing for Auburn. This was an acid test. Let's win these last two games, win the bowl game, and let the program keep progressing. Cameron Hall, still excited? Yes, Cameron, you should be excited. All good things right now. Walton, I'm a good fan here, but I love watching the Rebels make a, make a run to keep playing. Much respect. Appreciate it. You have the best team in college football. Um, it truly was a pleasure to see what's going on. And by the way, the Kendall Milton getting healthy is about to game change you, honestly. It's going to absolutely game change you. Uh, Mississippi State is a dumpster fire. They absolutely are. Um, thank you. Go go win the national championship, man. Go win the national. You you guys number one team in the country. Whenever I saw your team at full speed, absolutely. Um. As a Georgia fan, I'm glad Ole Miss went away from the outside run. Yeah, yeah, they they absolutely did. It it was crazy. No, it didn't, Alan. It didn't. Ole Miss lost to the two teams they were underdogs to lose to. It didn't at all. Not even a little bit. The uh, twelve thirteen. Um, from 9 to 12 or 13, that seems to be the way they do it. Somewhere in that ballpark. What happened to Trey Harris? Darius Jackson asked that question. Um, basically, Georgia started bracketing him. Georgia takes away what you do well. You have to run the ball as much as you can, and it's going to be something where he runs 20 yards to 75, 20 carries for 75 yards, which is what Quinchon did. And they're going to take away your best weapon on the outside. They put Kamari last. They put Kamari last year on the last outside, and they took care of everything. So. All right, we're going to get out of here. We've been doing this for about an hour. Um, I couldn't get through all the comments. I do appreciate everybody for doing that. We'll be doing the what, uh, um, what We Learned episode on Monday, and we are going to get ready for a fantastic end of the season. 10-2 and two is absolutely on the table. The major bowl game is absolutely on the table. It's going to be fantastic. Georgia, a 52, a 52 to 17 winner in this game and you know it could go better but Ole Miss has lost to the two games that they were FPI underdogs too and they were 10 point dogs in that one and it just didn't go well but anyway I'll talk to everybody tomorrow take care